O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world in which we now live, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayetzi, and it means, And he went out. Genesis 31, 17-42 Thereupon Jacob put his children and wives on camels, and he drove off all his livestock and all the wealth that he had amassed, the livestock in his possession that he had acquired in Padan Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Meanwhile Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household idols. Jacob kept Laban the Aramean in the dark, not telling him that he was fleeing and fled with all that he had. Soon he was across the Euphrates and heading toward the hill country of Gilead. On the third day Laban was told that Jacob had fled. So he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him a distance of seven days, catching up with him in the hill country of Gilead. But Hashem appeared to Laban the Aramean in a dream by night and said to him, Beware of attempting anything with Jacob, good or bad. 
Laban overtook Jacob. Jacob had pitched his tent on the height, and Laban with his kinsmen encamped in the hill country of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What did you mean by keeping me in the dark and carrying off my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee in secrecy and mislead me and not tell me? I would have sent you off with festive music, with timbrel and lyre. You did not even let me kiss my sons and daughters goodbye. It was a foolish thing for you to do. I have it in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father said to me last night, Beware of attempting anything with Jacob, good or bad. Very well, you had to leave because you were longing for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered Laban, saying, I was afraid because I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. But anyone with whom you find your gods shall not remain alive. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what I have of yours and take it. Jacob, of course, did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and Leah's tent and the tents of the two maidservants, but he did not find them. Leaving Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Rachel, meanwhile, had taken the idols and placed them in the camel cushion and sat on them. And Laman rummaged through the tent without finding them. For she said to her father, Let not my lord take it amiss that I cannot rise before you, for the period of women is upon me. Thus he searched, but could not find the household idols. Now Jacob became incensed and took up his grievance with Laban. Jacob spoke up and said to Laban, What is my crime? What is my guilt? That you should pursue me. You rummaged through all my things. What have you found of all your household objects? Set it here before my kinsmen and yours, and let them decide between us two. These twenty years I have spent in your service. Your ewes and she-goats never miscarried, nor did I feast on rams from your flock. That which was torn by beasts I never brought to you. I myself made good the loss. You exacted it of me, whether snatched by day or snatched by night. Often scorching heat ravaged me by day and frost by night, and sleep fled from my eyes. Of the twenty years that I spent in your household, I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages time and again. Had not the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac been with me, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But Hashem took notice of my plight and the toil of my hands, and he gave judgment last night. Ezekiel 24, 1 to 26, 21. In the ninth year, on the tenth day of the tenth month, the word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, record this date, this exact date. For this very day, the king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem. Further, speak in an allegory to the rebellious breed, and say to them, Thus said Hashem, Put the cauldron on the fire, put it on, and then pour water into it. Collect in it the pieces of meat. Every choice piece, thigh and shoulder, fill it with the best cuts. Take the best of the flock. Also, pile the cuts under it. Get it boiling briskly, and cook the cuts in it. 
Assuredly, thus said Hashem, Woe to the city of blood, a cauldron whose scum is in it, whose scum has not been cleaned out. Empty it piece by piece, no lot has fallen upon it. For the blood she shed is still in her. She set it upon a bare rock. She did not pour it out on the ground to cover it with earth. She set her blood upon the bare rock, so that it was not covered, so that it may stir up my fury to take vengeance. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, Woe to the city of blood! I in turn will make a great blaze. Pile on the logs, kindle the fire, cook the meat through, and stew it completely, and let the bones be charred. Let it stand empty on the coals until it becomes so hot that the copper glows. Then its uncleanness shall melt away in it, and its rust be consumed. It has frustrated all effort. Its thick scum will not leave it into the fire with its scum. For your vile impurity, because I sought to cleanse you of your impurity, but you would not be cleansed, you shall never be clean again until I have satisfied my fury upon you. I, Hashem, have spoken. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not refrain or spare or relent. You shall be punished according to your ways and your deeds, declares Hashem. The word of Hashem came to me, O mortal, I am about to take away the delight of your eyes from you through pestilence, but you shall not lament or weep or let your tears flow. Moan softly, observe no mourning for the dead, put on your turban and put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover over your upper lip and do not eat the bread of comforters. In the evening my wife died, and in the morning I did as I had been commanded. And when I spoke to the people that morning, the people asked me, Will you not tell us what these things portend for us, that you are acting so? I answered them, The word of Hashem has come to me. Tell the house of Israel, thus said Hashem, I am going to desecrate my sanctuary, your pride and glory, the delight of your eyes and the desire of your heart and the sons and daughters you have left behind shall fall by the sword. And Ezekiel shall become a portent for you. You shall do just as he has done when it happens, and you shall know that I am Hashem. Accordingly, you shall do as I have done. You shall not cover over your upper lip or eat the bread of comforters, and your turban shall remain on your heads and your sandals upon your feet. You shall not lament or weep, but you shall be heart-sick because of your iniquities, and shall moan to one another. And Ezekiel shall become a portent for you. You shall do just as he has done when it happens, and you shall know that I am Hashem. You, O mortal, take note. On the day that I take their stronghold from them, their pride and joy, the delight of their eyes and the longing of their hearts, their sons and daughters, On that day a fugitive will come to you to let you hear it with your own ears. On that day your mouth shall be open to the fugitive, and you shall speak and no longer be dumb. So you shall be a portent for them, and they shall know that I am Hashem. The word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, set your face toward the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, Hear the word of Hashem. Thus said Hashem, because you cried, Aha, over my sanctuary when it was desecrated, and over the land of Israel when it was laid waste, 
and over the house of Yehuda when it went into exile. Assuredly, I will deliver you to the Kedamites as a possession. They shall set up their encampments among you and pitch their dwellings in your midst. They shall eat your produce and they shall drink your milk. I will make Rabbah a pasture for camels and Ammon a place for sheep to lie down. And you shall know that I am Hashem. For thus said Hashem, Because you clapped your hands and stamped your feet and rejoiced over the land of Israel with such utter scorn, Assuredly, I will stretch out my hand against you and give you as booty to the nations. I will cut you off from among the peoples and wipe you out from among the countries and destroy you. And you shall know that I am Hashem. Thus said Hashem, Because Moab and Seir said, See, the house of Yehuda is like all other nations. Assuredly, I will lay bare the flank of Moab, all its towns, to the last one. Beth, Jeshemoth, Baal, Meon, and Kiriatham, the glory of the country. I will deliver it together with Ammon to the Kedamites as their possession. Thus Ammon shall not be remembered among the nations, and I will mete out punishments to Moab, and they shall know that I am Hashem. Thus said Hashem, because Edom acted vengefully against the house of Yehuda and incurred guilt by wreaking revenge upon it, assuredly, thus said Hashem, I will stretch out my hand against Edom and cut off from it man and beast, and I will lay it in ruins. From Tema to Dedan they shall fall by the sword. I will wreak my vengeance on Edom through my people Israel, and they shall take action against Edom in accordance with my blazing anger, and they shall know my vengeance, declares Hashem. Thus said Hashem, Because the Philistines, in their ancient hatred, acted vengefully, and with utter scorn, they sought revenge and destruction. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines, and cut off the Cherethites, and wipe out the last survivors of the seacoast. I will wreak frightful vengeance upon them by furious punishment. And when I inflict my vengeance upon them, they shall know that I am Hashem. In the eleventh year, on the first of the month, the word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, because Tyre gloated over Jerusalem, aha, the gateway of the peoples is broken, it has become mine. I shall be filled, now that it is laid in ruins. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am going to deal with you, O Tyre. I will hurl many nations against you as the sea hurls its waves. They shall destroy the walls of Tyre and demolish her towers, and I will scrape her soil off her and leave her a naked rock. She shall be in the heart of the sea a place for drying nets. For I have spoken it, declares Hashem. She shall become spoil for the nations, and her daughter towns in the country shall be put to the sword, and they shall know that I am Hashem. For thus says Hashem, I will bring from the north against Tyre King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, a king of kings with horses, chariots, and horsemen, a great mass of troops. Your daughter towns in the country he shall put to the sword. He shall erect towers against you, and cast up mounds against you, and raise a wall of bucklers against you. He shall turn the force of his battering rams against your walls, and smash your towers with his axes. From the cloud raised by his horses, dust shall cover you, 
From the clatter of horsemen and wheels and chariots, your walls shall shake. When he enters your gates, men shall enter the breached city. With the hoofs of the steeds, he shall trample all your streets. He shall put your people to the sword, and your mighty pillars shall crash to the ground. They shall plunder your wealth and loot your merchandise. They shall raise your walls and tear down your splendid houses. And they shall cast into the water your stones and timber and soil. I will put an end to the murmur of your songs, and the sound of your lyres shall be heard no more. I will make you a naked rock. You shall be a place for drying nets. You shall never be rebuilt again. I have spoken, declares Hashem. Thus said Hashem to Tyre, The coastland shall quake at the sound of your downfall, when the wounded groan, when the slaughter is rife within you. All the rulers of the sea shall descend from their thrones. They shall remove their robes and strip off their embroidered garments. They shall clothe themselves with trembling and shall sit on the ground. They shall tremble every moment, and they shall be aghast at you. And they shall intone a dirge over you, and they shall say to you, How you have perished, you who were peopled from the seas, O renowned city! Mighty on the sea were she and her inhabitants, who cast their terror on all its inhabitants. Now shall the coastlands tremble, on the day of your downfall, and the coastlands by the sea be terrified at your end. For thus said Hashem, When I make you a ruined city like cities empty of inhabitants, when I bring the deep over you and its mighty waters cover you, then I will bring you down with those who go down to the pit, to the people of old. I will install you in the netherworld with those that go down to the pit, like the ruins of old, so that you shall not be inhabited, and shall not radiate splendor in the land of the living. I will make you a horror, but you shall cease to be. You shall be sought, but shall never be found again, declares Hashem. Hebrews 11, 1-16 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, 
not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, If they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Psalm 110, 1-7 The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be willing in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Proverbs 27.14 He that blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. Please enjoy this short four-minute teaching about the biblical prophecy concerning Tyre and how it has been literally fulfilled in every detail. This comes from Alan Danielson, Biblical Prophecy About Tyre, found on YouTube. An article on Clemson University's website states, One of the strongest objective evidences for the validity of Christianity and the reliability of the Bible is the phenomenon of fulfilled prophecy. The Bible is unique among all other religious books in this regard. Although a few other religious books have made prophetic predictions, none of these predictions has been specifically fulfilled like those in the Bible. The Bible contains literally hundreds of specific prophecies that have been fulfilled in specific ways. Furthermore, the Bible actually sets itself up for objective verification based on the fulfillment or non-fulfillment of its prophecies. And this is the story of just one of those prophecies. In Ezekiel chapter 26, we read of several specific prophetic predictions against the city-state of Tyre. They include 
that Nebuchadnezzar would destroy the mainland city of Tyre, and that the debris of the city would be thrown into the water. Also, that the city would become a bare rock, and that many nations would come against Tyre. Again, there was prophecy that the city would never be rebuilt, and that fishermen would spread their nets over the site. Amazingly, each of these predictions was completely fulfilled in history. Interestingly enough, they were not fulfilled at the same time and place, but here's how they were fulfilled. In 573 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the mainland city of Tyre after a 13-year siege. However, upon entering the city, he found that the majority of the people had fled by ship to the island city of Tyre, only about a half mile off the coast. King Nebuchadnezzar and his armies left, and the people of the island city of Tyre thought that they were safe from invaders. Then, in 332 BC, Alexander the Great came to conquer the city-state. Upon discovering the abandoned ruins of the mainland city, Alexander's men were taunted by the people on the island city who were confident that no one could ever again destroy them. This enraged Alexander, and since his navy was still far off, he ordered his men to begin constructing a causeway from the mainland to the island, using the debris from the mainland city. Thus, he fulfilled the prophecy which predicted that the debris of the city would be thrown into the water. Upon completion of the causeway, Alexander's navy arrived. He had ships from nations that he had conquered like Sidon, Eridus, Byblus, Cyprus, and many other nations who would help him in his campaign against Tyre. Again, Alexander fulfilled a prophecy that many nations would come against Tyre. The remnants of Tyre remained until it was utterly destroyed by Muslims in AD 1291 during the Crusades. At that point, the city of Tyre was turned to ruins and remains ruins to this day. Although the modern city of Tyre exists a few miles down the coast, the ancient city has never been rebuilt, thus fulfilling that prophecy. The fulfillment of another prediction can be observed today. The only thing left on the site of the original city is a small fishing village. Even today, fishermen can be seen drying their nets upon the rocks. The fulfilled prophecies about the city-state of Tyre are evidence that the Bible is indeed trustworthy. Tyre was destroyed and every detail of the prophecies about that city were fulfilled with absolute accuracy. But while this is compelling evidence that the Bible can and should be trusted, the ultimate question is this. Is your life, the way you live your life, enough evidence to convince anyone of the reliability of the Bible? Oh, uh -huh. 
The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers Chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.